0: I'm Gio Ruiz. Welcome to the Shootin' the Breeze podcast, your neighborhood resource in North San Diego County. Whether it's businesses, restaurants, or things going on in your community, we have it covered. Thank you so much for tuning in. And without further ado, enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, this is Gio Ruiz, and welcome back to another episode of Shooting the Breeze with me, your host, Gio Ruiz. Uh, today, I'm really excited to introduce our guest. He is the um, former commissioner of the Escondido Planning Commission, and he served on the Planning Commission for quite some time, put a lot of thought into the city. I'll go ahead and introduce him here. This is Jeff Weber. Hi, Gio. How are you today? Good. Did I introduce you correctly? Well, almost, yeah. I was on the.
1: I was a member of the planning commission for the city of Escadito. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just a planning commissioner. Okay. The planning commission is an advisory commission to the city council. Okay. So the council members appoint the the commissioners to serve four-year terms. There are seven commissioners. So during the time I was on the planning commission, I served as the chair because the members of the commission appointed chair. So
0: I, I served as a chair about half the time I was a tenured member there. Okay, and uh, so there's seven members, and each person is a commissioner. Correct. Okay, because it's the planning commissioning. Right. Okay, Okay. so let's set the record straight on this. Uh, What is a planning commission, and what's their role exactly? Planning commission is an
1: advisory panel that serves at the discretion of the city council, and it's our job to have public hearings on matters that deviate from the general plan and from planning regulations. Okay. So anybody who brings forward a plan in the city that's going to require uh, something out of the ordinary or a little bit different than what might be within the, the uh, regulatory guidelines, that that plan goes through a process where the applicant works with the city staff and then they bring it forward in public. It's the first time it's out in public usually. I mean, sometimes there's some... Reviews and there's some discussions. Maybe the mayor will comment on it, or maybe one of the applicants will comment
0: on what they're trying to do. But it's the first time that the public gets to weigh in on a project. And so, when these people present projects to you, you're kind of getting the first look at something that's being proposed to the city council. Correct. To be voted on. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Everything we do was 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 ratified by the city council. I see. So, do you ever see a project and then get presented? And it doesn't make it to city council? Yes. Yeah, sometimes the projects are not, that they're voted down if they don't carry... By the, you, you're By pres- us,
1: correct. Or we'll point out things that we think need to be discussed or, or further detailed before it gets to the city council. Most of the time that won't stop it from going to the council, but if we do vote against it, if the vote, if they can't garner four votes, then they can appeal our findings, so in order words if our findings are that this isn't going to work, then they can go to the the council and go back to the staff and they say, we want to appeal to the city council. We think the planning commissioners were wrong. I see. But if if we say we think it's good and they get at least four of the votes or more, then that's our recommendation to the council to approve this project as as it was brought to us. I see. So we, we don't see the project until it's been through
0: a lot of the planning process. Yeah, so you kind of see the final final draft. You see the
1: final draft of it,
0: correct. And, and you just are one final proof before it gets put up to ultimate, ultimate right voting, correct? And again, yeah.
1: it's also the first opportunity for the public. It's the the planning meetings are public hearings. Okay. And well, that,
0: that'll lead me into this other question Here is Now, they're, they're public meetings, and from my understanding, that's how you actually got involved in all of this, was – Going to it as a public person, correct? Actually, I got involved
1: in it. I, I would go to, as on behalf of applicants to the city and to the county in my earlier career. Sure. So I had a sense of what was going on with the process because I'd be on the fringes of the process a lot of times. But I never saw it from the other side. I never saw it from the standpoint of how does the staff figure out what to do? How does the staff make Choices and things that, that, so the final product looks like this rather than looking like something else. So by being on the planning commission, you learn all of the, you have know, some feeling or some sense of what the staff's doing. All of the regulatory guidelines, all the things that go into planning a project, yeah, all are addressed by the staff before we see them. Okay. So if it has to meet water quality standards, if it has to meet environmental standards, if a project has to meet uh, Americans with Disability Act standards. All these standards are things that staff takes into account. Okay. So when we look at it, we say, "Did you do an adequate job of this? Did you really? Does this plan really incorporate all the things that are supposed to be in it?"
0: So, if someone comes with you to you with a plan, uh, y- you know what you are looking for, and you look into their plans to see if they have addressed these issues, and kind of ask them, "What have you done to ad- to address it? Correct. And the staff does all the heavy lifting with this before we see it. Yeah, well, that's why you see the final draft.
1: We we see the final draft of it. And then that's also, like I say, the first opportunity for the public to weigh in because a lot of times the public will come to the meetings, just anybody from town or a neighbor or someone who's concerned about what's happening, um, and they'll say, we don't think that this project belongs on this lot. We don't think this project belongs in this part of town.
0: So at the planning commission meetings, members of the public have a chance to weigh in on these? Yes, they do. So there is, is there an open forum? In a sense, there is. Okay. Yeah, the way that, the that, that it, well, not in a sense, it, it, there
1: is a, a public forum. Because what happens is the applicant's project is has a presentation done by the staff. Sure. So the staff s- presents to everyone, the public and to us, the, the commissioners, what this project consists of. And it's a regular, probably it's like a speech. It's a presentation. It's a complete presentation, often with with audiovisual aids and things like that. And everyone in the room has access to this. Everyone at the hearing has access to this information. Then the next step in this process is that the panel, all of the commissioners, can direct questions to the staff about that presentation. And again, everyone in the room hears the answers. So all the public and, and all of the commissioners are engaged with the staff, finding out details about this project. Then at the conclusion of that, we open up the meeting for the public hearing portion and speakers can come up and address the commission and direct questions to the staff through the commission that they just heard about that presentation. So after that's all done, and no one else has anything to say, you know, the applicant or the staff or anybody. Then we close the hearing and the commissioners discuss it among themselves. But again, everybody in the room has the opportunity to hear what we're saying. Sure. So each commissioner, let's say you're one of the commissioners, and okay. you say, I, I really feel I'm concerned about the traffic impacts of this project. I don't think they've been addressed like they should be. Okay. I'm concerned about parking. I don't think this affords enough parking places for the for the s- scope of the operation. So I I don't want to support this project. I don't want to recommend to the city council that I can support this project because I think the parking and the traffic issues need to be further mitigated. Mm-hmm. Need to be addressed
0: in I more see. detail. And so that's your role essentially is to point out any concerns or right and kind of question who's presenting these things. Correct. So let's get let's pause real quick and talk about how did you get appointed as a commissioner? How did you start getting involved in this? It's an interesting,
1: Geo. You know, that's really interesting. I was uh, just minding my business one day at my desk, being a real estate agent, and my manager, Ron Brunell, had been on the planning commission briefly with, oh, two or three other people. But that was that whole uh, scenario. That's an old story, and it's another story to tell another day. But it turned out it kind of became a potboiler because. The, the city council had kind of unknowingly appointed like five or six real estate agents to the seven-member panel.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was mostly realtors. It was almost panel.
1: all realtors.
0: Yeah.
1: And so there was kind of a dust-up about it. And the council backed away, and they asked that some people reform it, and they brought in some new people and let some of the, uh, the realtors go. One of the realtors who kind of stepped off and stepped away was my boss, Ron Brunel. So there was a vacancy. Sure. Uh, there was a man who was on the planning board, and apparently he moved or went away or something, and they wanted to have someone in that chair for the rest of the year. This was like in the summer of 2001. And so I'm working away, and then come my, my boss. He goes, hey, would you like to be on the planning commission? And I go, what do they do? And he tells me kind of what he used to do. And I go, I'm not sure about that. He goes, <laughs> he goes well, he says you, you, you'd you you'd be good at it. He said you you'd, you'd learn something from me. He said you really should do it. He said they got this seat and they just need somebody to be in the seat from now until like April of next year to fill this take this this to fill up this vacant seat that was vacated when this man moved away. I go well, what have I got to lose? So I go over to the city and I fill out the forms and I take I, and they call me and they say, yeah, come on down and the next meeting they have, I go to the meeting and I'm sworn in. I'm on the I'm on the commission. I was totally blown away i mean they bring out these big reports and it's all greek oh i've I mean, seen the know. stacks it's like blueprints and rules yeah. and regulations The stacks almost, like this big right? that like, big yeah i'm like they'll say they're just no i don't know what to say or do but after after a month or two i kind of got the feel of it and the flow of it and uh and then we came like january february is when they typically every two years they typically um Published that they need people to, to volunteer to serve on these different panels and commissions, yeah. including the planning commission. So, one of the council members said, "We'll have you like it." And I go, "Well, it's, you know, it's fine. I got, I got by okay." I said, "Sure." He said, "Well, just put your hat, just come to the meeting, and uh, we'll we'll have we're going to meet with all the people who are interested in being on it for the next three or four years. So, why don't you come to that meeting and we'll talk?" So, I went to the next meeting of the city council. And it was kind of like a chat, just like we're having now, but with the council members and five or six possible planning board members. And uh, I got notified about a week later that I was on the commission again for another three or four years. (laughs) That's how I got on the commission. And I just kept doing it, wasn't paying any attention. Next thing I know, it was like 15 or 16 years had gone by.
0: So you served on the planning commission for 15, 16 years? Almost uh, 18 years. Wow. Just short of 18 years. Yeah, from August
1: of two thousand one till April of two thousand eighteen.
0: So you recently stepped down then?
1: I stepped down. I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to be engaged for four more years with it. And that's kind of how it works once you're in yeah. there and Yeah. They they can always tell you to leave.
0: In between people. there. You're in
1: between. But yeah, but otherwise you're you make a commitment to them that you'll be there
0: for four years. So with those years being part of the city and overseeing all those things submitted you've probably seen a majority of the projects that have gone up in Escondido be submitted before a lot of people knew that they were happening, right? I mean, I know that the public was able to go there, but I'm sure not a lot of people unless it directly affects them were at these meetings. That is true. The meetings, are, as a rule, don't have very many people for the public. So one of these projects that I think may have been um, recently submitted or discussed, while you at least while you were still in, in your tenure, Mm -hmm. is uh, the Country Club area, correct? Yes, yeah. So, can you tell us a little bit of what you know or what was proposed there? I know a lot of people always ask what's going on with that area. Can you give us any insight into what... Well, it's been an ongoing um, struggle
1: between the man who acquired the property, Mm -hmm. a man named Schlesinger, and the residents, a group of the residents that live in the Country Club area, and they formed a, a group. And it's been through a long process, some of it's political, some of it's planning. But the upshot of it is after a couple of iterations and a couple of forays or kind of, you know, they said, we're going to do this. And then they said, no, we're not. The outcome well, more recently was there was a, a judgment in court. Mm-hmm. And the court upheld Mr. Legislature's rights to develop the 100-plus acres that comprise the Escamilla Country Club property. Okay. So
0: he can develop that into a residential project. Now, has he proposed anything that's made it to the planning commission? Yes, yes. Uh,
1: while I was still on the panel, the other aspect of this judgment was Schlesinger, the owner could not participate in the planning process. He had to be he separate and had to, and he, out had to he had to find someone to to do the process. So he entered into an agreement with a company called New Urban West. Okay. Who's a big regional the developer and they brought forth a plan. They went to the staff and said, this is a plan we want to build 300, and, I think it's 86 if my memory is correct, residences on that 100 plus acres. And after a lot of work at, at the staff level, this this plan, this draft, if you will, like we've described it, came to our planning board. There's a lot of people attended this meeting because there are people both on the side of the developer that wanted to have it developed, live in, in the area, and there's a large group of people in the area that don't want to see it developed into housing.
0: Well, yeah, this area, I mean, that affects a lot of people's backyards, right? It's... A lot of people's backyards. It affects the
1: traffic patterns in the area. Uh, it changes the ambiance of the area because of the former open space, uh, but now this whole 100-plus acres is not being... Maintained, yeah. There's just a fence around it, and it's, and it's all bizarre right now. Is, and all, yes, correct. And all they do is mow the weeds once a year, and occasionally take care of a broken sprinkler or something if one's out there. But it's it's really badly neglected hundred acres. So,
0: so as of right now, there's no further development other than that plan that was th- that plan
1: was approved. That plan has been challenged on uh, on the environmental re- report that the. Developer did for the plan. Okay, and those challenges
0: are working their way through the court system. I see. So as of right now, it's kind of at a standstill. But it's at a standstill. That development that was proposed was approved. Was approved. So right now, it's just a matter of them getting through kind of all the setbacks that come with those codes that they have to meet.
1: It's with the yeah. It's being challenged on in environmental grounds. Uh-huh. Um, the group of people that don't want to have it the. Developed have uh, hired an attorney, and the attorney uh, took issue with some of the findings in I the environmental it. impact report. Okay, because it relates to traffic and things like that, and how it'll impact the, the residents. Impact the Absolutely. residents of the area, and so those
0: challenges are being heard by a court. By the powers that be. Right, right. right. So, so that. that right now is out of your com- – well, obviously. obviously out you're <laughs> it's no under water. part of the commission. So, yeah, you yeah. got out at a good time. <laughs> got, got out, out right a <laughs> good time. Yeah, I don't, have
1: to, I don't have to sit through another one of those meetings because it was pretty tense.
0: <laughs> oh, I bet. I mean especially if you said that was one of the higher attendant ones. Yeah, well, it was <laughs> the but higher attended ones. Let's talk about another one that might have been uh, – I, I don't think it was as high attendant. Uh, recently, a couple new Starbucks opened up in Escondido. Two drive-through units. There's mm-hmm. one on Center City and one on El Norte. Correct. And also Center City. Correct. Uh, were those big projects? Were there a lot of people opposed to those, or how did those go down? Those are got processed because they involved a
1: change of use in the property, okay. and, and they wanted to do things geo that were um, that, that the staff wanted the public to have to, to weigh in on. Okay. Okay. Um, the one out on El Norte Parkway came to us. Primarily because they read, they tore down and demoed that building, and that entire shopping center on El Norte and Center City is what's called a SPA, special plan area. In other words, the whole thing is a specific plan. Okay, It says there's exactly this many buildings on the property; they they fit on this precise spot on the on the property. Wow. Um, they're for retail uses. So, anytime they want to change it, it was very
0: specific what those would could be for, and what they would they be used for, emphasize right? the size of the
1: buildings, the actual footprint where they sat on the site, all those for, things. Were for for those of
0: you that don't, aren't super familiar with what I'm talking about, we're talking about an Escondido off El Norte, where the old Blockbuster used to be, the Hungry Bear restaurant right. was, and I believe there was a photography place called Digidog Photo. Correct. And those that block of buildings has now become a large Starbucks. With all the bells and whistles, it's a drive-through, and it seems to be pretty busy all the time. And so that's the the building area we're talking about and referring to here. Correct. That is correct. So so those buildings that were torn down had that whole area had to get a new specific plan. Specific plan.
1: And all specific plans come before planning, planning commission. commission
0: so that's okay yeah. as a rule they all do because so, so the planning commission doesn't hear about every single little business that gets built or no. switches out you just hear if it's being repurposed or like this situation it was a whole new new building specification what was it one more time I'm sorry Specific plan. plan. Okay. Yeah,
1: specific plan. And also, within that same project, there were two other things recently because they're renovating that project and they're kind of repurposing some of the buildings, as you notice. There's a new Ross store. Yeah. Going in. Okay, so we had to, they had to come back in front of us again on that. Wow. Because, because they were changing the shape of that store. They were changing the shape of the building to accommodate the Ross store. And then also for El, El Pollo Loco store. Which one is that? There's an El Pollo local right next to the IHOP. One. Same shopping center. Same shopping center. So every time that shopping center wants to go through some kind of modification or change because it's a specific plan, it comes back through the whole process. It goes back to the, to the staff. The staff looks at it and says, yeah, you can do this, that. Your signs have to be this big. The whole thing. And then it comes out for the public hearing at the planning commission. Um, those things didn't create very much controversy. The, the staff did a great job. The applicant knew what all the boundaries were. So it all went down without any, without much, there weren't many ripples in the water. It
0: was pretty clear-cut cl- plan, pretty plan pretty clear what, what the they pattern. were
1: doing. Yeah, there's a little bit of discussion about, um, there always is about how they handle traffic flows, how they handle their parking situation. Um, sometimes there's some issues about signage. Okay. But I mean, other than those kinds of discussions, which are pretty technical, Everybody was like, it's good. Let's go with it. Let, let's get a new, more energized
0: group of, Business. of, of businesses in here. Great. Yeah, it, it appears to be working. I mean, I, I don't yeah. see that area all the time, but when I do, it looks revitalized. Right. So let's let's take some questions here that I think people have been asking around the area. What is all, all the construction going on on Center City in the Washington block? Uh between, um, I believe it's Mission and Washington. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? I believe it was the Wagon Wheel Inn is what was there. Yeah,
1: there's a Wagon Wheel restaurant, and that piece of land also had a, a boat, motel behind the restaurant. Don't remember yeah. That? There's a, an old motel went all the way down there. What's going there? Well, that's, that's a group of, of retail businesses that are transit-oriented. They have... Um,
0: what does that it's, mean?
1: Well, it's like it's it's automobiles. In other words, mm. they're gonna, there's a there's a car wash. There's a drive-through car wash facility in the okay. in the back there in one of the big buildings. And then what they want to do is have a lot of drive-through kind of things. They wanted to have another like your Starbucks or fast food things that were. So it's all like just drive in. Don't get out of your car. Go through the drive-through. Go pick through the pick car, up right? your habit burger. Go through the car wash, and zoom. You're out of there. So you said habit burger. Is that a confirmed? No, I don't know. That's outside the realm. Of, also, that's all occurred. That's the since. deal that occurred since I left. So I'm not, okay. I'm so not you don't speaking. know the details. I don't know what the details are. Okay. Of what they're doing. But now what they're doing is, I don't know. But you know, it's on South Center City Park. Which that's you, the other area I was going to yeah, ask about. There's a, uh, there's a, a car wash down there. It's called Talk of the Town, right? Talk of the Town. And his business model is very similar. He has there's a restaurant pad there, for like a a. a a family transit. restaurant, like a breakfast-lunch place. Okay. And so it's like, so it's it's automobile transit-oriented. And that was a controversial project because the neighbors who were residential abutted the zoning. And the zoning allowed it, but the neighbors objected to it. They didn't want to have a commercial use next to their residential, even though that the zoning allowed for it. Okay. So the talk of the town came up on a technicality that, for a hearing because the staff couldn't approve it wow. per se and so we had it come before us and it was a long drawn out process I mean the, the people who lived next door really knew what to do and they, they, they stalled the project for a long time and made people stop and
0: talk about it a lot and make sure, I mean, all, make the, sure yeah. all the what is it, d- I's were dotted and T's were crossed right?
1: so what you're seeing on the corner of Mission and Washington or, or, or Mission and Center City in my opinion is just a larger
0: version of talk of the town Okay, on a larger scale On a larger scale, yeah So I know you don't directly present these projects Or once you approve them, they kind of go on to city council And your hands are off of it, right? Correct So being part of the planning mission, you saw a lot of projects get presented over your time Correct What, What was something that you considered to be a favorite Or maybe something you were excited about and then it did come to fruition So you enjoyed being a part of that?
1: Well, yeah, that's a good question. Um, sometimes it was small things. Sometimes yeah. it was just having um, someone come to the city and, and write something that really needed to be corrected.
0: But there's not just one project that really – so okay. that when maybe it seemed like overwhelming or daunting, and then when you finally saw it finished, you were like, wow, that ended up being a good project.
1: Well, some, there's one or two of the larger housing projects in town, particularly on the east end of town. Okay. Eureka Springs. Oh, sure. Yeah that that was uh, that is a large farming operation. It's huge. Yeah, it was for years was a citrus farm, operated by the Wolford family, who's was a pioneer family here in Escadillo. So I had some personal knowledge of the family and personal knowledge of that farming operation. I'd been on that operation when I first came to town back in the seventies, and uh, you know when you see a project like that uh, evolve. You see it go through the planning process. It takes a long time from oh, yeah. start to finish. And then you go by and you drive through those neighborhoods today. You look at it and you go, wow, this really turned out cool.
0: Absolutely. That, really that turned out. The cool. neighborhood really functions over there pretty
1: well. Yeah, it's nice. It's yeah. nice the way they designed it. And uh, it's been exciting to, to see over the time I was on the Planning Commission. It really raised my awareness level about what good planning is when you okay. go to neighborhoods or when you do things. Um, Sight lines, the ambiance of something, some of the architectural aspects of it—all this was stuff that I never really thought much about. Mm. You know, I just saw it. I said, "Well, I like it or I don't like it." But when you sit and listen to this, that you absorb a lot of it because you sit through all these hearings and you can tell what's going on. And there's been a few that I'm not so happy about the way they turned out. But like anything else in life, you make a decision, you state your opinion, and Sometimes you're in the majority and sometimes you're not. And sure. if you're not, you just have to set it aside, let it go, and say that everybody else wanted it this way. I've got to go on and take care of the next project.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for being a part of commission and for the city that I mean I live here and I enjoy a lot of the projects that are built, so I'm glad someone's overseeing them for us and making sure that they everyone's doing their homework. Yeah, I think I think I can
1: say, Gio, that one of the things that other things about the whole aspect of being on it was I really came to appreciate the staff here in the city.
0: And how much they do. And how
1: much work they do and how complicated the planning process is. I mean, I always knew it was complicated and difficult, but uh, being out in the planning commission for this length of time and seeing the variety of projects that came forward, you know, everything from the big auto park sign, for example. yeah, The Ventana, the whole Lexus dealership.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that project. I mean, that
1: was a huge project. Very controversial because of the, uh, the signage for it. Yeah. You know, the big the big television sign.
0: Even the, the in and out sign.
1: <clears throat> you know, years ago, In-N-Out was going to build on the corner of El Norte and, and I-15, where the church is. Yeah. And the city sign ordinance wouldn't let them put a sign up the size they wanted to. So they withdrew, and we didn't have an In-N-Out burger in town for years. Because of that. Because of the sign ordinance. They couldn't comply with the sign ordinance. Oh, my gosh. And so... You know, you don't think about things like that. But, no. But that's the—that's what goes on behind the scenes. <laughs> Ordinances and codes. Ordinances and codes. So when you're on the Planning Commission for a while, you, you, you hear all these things, and then you see also, it's very interesting how creative um, applicants are about building things. Like,
0: yeah.
1: You know, they, they, if you notice, there's a lot of new apartment buildings in town. Yeah. And uh, you'll notice that some... Very few of them have elevators in them, and most of them are three stories tall. Okay. There's an ADA requirement that says that if you build, if if any given floor on a three story building is more than so many square feet, then you have to have elevators. So you notice all the buildings are always separate and smaller, so they don't exceed that square. Oh my gosh, you're right. Creativity. Creativity. So then, and then when when you challenge them on it, the, the applicant will say, well, if if we have people that need that, we can just put them on the ground floor. So, in other words, all the all the all the the apartments on the ground floor is where you are going to be if you are ADA because it'll work. But you don't. But they don't have to have an elevator in the building
0: because they're not a certain size. Because
1: they're, of all three floors are less than so many square feet in size, so they build a bunch of small buildings that are tightly knit together. Oh, I see. Site. That's that the example. Of that is a prime example. Is the site that said corner washington is being
0: built right now okay
1: yeah that's what i
0: thought of when you mentioned it yeah so you're gonna see others like that too uh man i feel like we could go on for a while with all the projects that you were a part of (laughs) yeah but we're wrapping i want to kind of wrap up here with how can someone get involved or where can they go hear these projects um be presented or where are these meetings and how can someone go sit in and be a part of it if you if you go to the city clerk's office or go to the city of Escondido's
1: website, on the website are the agendas for the for the planning board meetings and for the, for the planning commission meetings and for okay. the city council meetings. So you can read the minutes if you're interested. You can read the minutes of a previous meeting. Yeah. So you can see what what people said and and what to, what took place at the meeting. Um. At every meeting, because it's a public meeting, there's A clerk who takes, who records everything that's said at the meeting, just like we're we're doing this right now. So there's always minutes. There's minutes. There's always minutes. So you can go back and read those minutes. And those are all online, too? They're they're all online. And then also, the agenda for the upcoming meeting is always posted. So you can always look at that and say, gee, I think I'm kind of interested in what they're going to do on the corner of Washington and El El Norte or something. Yeah. So you can go, you can just look at those agenda things and go to the meeting that night. Oh, I see, because it tells you what they're going to discuss. Yes. Well, always, the meetings are always on, on a Tuesday night, and I think they're always at 7 o'clock. Okay. And they're, all, and they're always published. And then every project in town that's going to be heard at the meeting gets noticed on the project. I don't know if you've ever noticed or not, but if you drive by a vacant lot or in front of a building sometimes, uh-huh. you'll see a large, like about a 4x5 sign, black and white, with writing on it.
0: And, and I'll tell you, this meeting, this will be addressed. It says the, the, the applicant is wants to
1: build an apartment building on this lot. Wow! And it's going to be heard at the Steubenville Planning Commission on August twenty. Yeah.
0: So there you go. If you want to learn more about it, go to the city website and you can check it out. You can also access the notes for the meetings. Correct. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast or know someone else who could benefit from learning more about what's going on in the city. Please share this and subscribe. We are available on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, and Stitcher. I want to thank you, Jeff, for being a guest today. It was a pleasure talking to you and catching up with you. I feel like we might have to do another one and talk about other projects sometime. Okay, sounds good, too. Enjoyed <laughs> it. Thanks for, thanks for having me in. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Till next time. All right. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Shooting the Breeze with Gio Ruiz. The music for this episode is called Soda Pop and you can check it out at purpleplanet.com along with more of their work. If you like this episode, share it with somebody you know, and if you're looking to buy or sell a home in San Diego County, work with a realtor who knows your neighborhood. Check out GeoruizrealEstate.com for more information. Until next time, take care.